first of all, welcome to the Soulcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, I think the most prominent question that's on my head is um, what are all the different ways that the government is secretly or in, purposely plotting to ruin the food supply and kill us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I could write a book on the subject. It's, yeah. it's absolutely insane here. I'm not sure what it's like. I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Like, I don't mm. know what it's like where, you know, where you're at. But yeah. obviously everyone knows America allows chemicals and, and pesticides and vaccines that are banned in other countries. And so, um, yeah, basically everything. I mean, <laughs> almost everything is poison here. Literally. Um, it's wild. And we were, I was literally, because it's evening here, I was just at dinner with a friend and she's a uh, a pharmaceutical rep and so she works with doctors all the time and sells them mm. pharmaceuticals and she she sells so she's <laughs> actually super she's super based in red pill and um she was very honest about being like it's you know it's difficult to sell things that you don't believe in but she actually like you know they've studied her product and and all yeah. of that good stuff but she said that if a product is known to cause like dementia or something, the doctors have to know, but they will still prescribe it to their patients. And when she said that, I was like, okay, obviously like everyone knows that, but people don't mm. care enough to like do anything about it. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So doctors know all of the like horrible side effects of things and they will still just be like, write you a prescription for it because it makes them money. Yeah, well, so. it's the same. Money seems to be always, at the end of the day, what's, you know, you pop the hood and you see people working for money or ignoring things for money, funding studies with money, and then, of course, you're going to get a result of the study that says, yeah, this is uh, safe and effective, really good, guys. Um, keep selling it, you know. But the pharmaceutical company, well, the pharmaceutical complex and the medical industrial complex, I think, is something that, a lot of people don't realize how powerful it is. Like people literally get whacked if they come out and say a certain thing, you know, is bad or that this company shouldn't sell it. If you're a, a prominent doctor and you come out against stuff, you literally get killed. Like they have hitmen. Oh my gosh, 100%. Um, we actually have a friend out, um, She's she's from where I'm from, and she's a, a naturopath. So she went to um, she went to medical school, and then she left to just be a holistic doctor. Mm. And she found this. Um, she had this like herb concoction that was uh, so beneficial for people that had cancer, and she saw it like just have this amazing rate for healing people like for healing her patients mm. and the fda came to her and told her to stop immediately and like blacklisted her oh, shit. um so she works out like of her house now and has to like be below the radar like in healing people mm. and she was like this is the most common thing ever like in my industry and so i'm so thankful that she's brave enough to like continue what she does and like healing people like yeah. with herbs because she's an herbalist but she said the fda will come after you and be like absolutely not um what's their reason you're dying you're fired that it's not approved <laughs> for cancer <laughs> yes which is kind of like it takes us back to the conversation of um like the vaccine is not FDA approved because it takes years of research and like years of um, just like trials to say this is approved and there's no long term um, just like horrible yeah. benefits and that's the scariest thing for me with like the vaccine mandates is it hasn't been around long enough to, to say it's safe and it's just that's the scariest part. Well FDA approved is kind of like this people think Oh, it's FDA approved. It must be safe. But as we know, right. a lot of FDA approved things that they say are good or they approve for use. Again, the studies that they've done have been funded by the company that wants to sell it. Um, 
you know, the FDA, I'm sure, is not an uncorrupt organization in itself. So if they get paid off, they could approve something. And, you know, if this small business approves for this, uh, you know, cancer-fighting herbal tonic that doesn't cost very much, they're not going to approve that mm-hmm. because, you know, someone that has this small little business isn't maybe, I'm not specifically aware of the process, but I'm sure that there's some cost involved in terms of applying for FDA approval. So you already have, you know, if you can go out and pick some herbs and mix them together and that helps, you know, that's that's not profitable. Mm-hmm. It's not going to facilitate money you need to get FDA approval and even if you are FDA approved lots of things that you know Rogaine and Finasteride they end up causing depression or a lot of these other things like antidepressants where you just create this walking zombie they're FDA approved does that mean that it's good does that mean that the I read something crazy like America is five percent of the world's population consumed 50 percent of the pharmaceutical drugs or something yes and we're the most unhealthy nation in the the world like it is so like it's just so crazy to see and we even saw like a couple weeks ago like all of the sunscreens got pulled off for having cancer causing chemicals and those have been approved forever and people like us are online every day being like this is poisonous yeah yeah. and Uh, like like we're crazy but it's just kind of it's obvious if something's going to be poisonous for your body yeah well the sunscreen one is you know when i pointed it out after those articles came out that they've been pulled from the shelves there's always people that say oh actually dude uh benzene in a is appropriate amount is uh, perfectly fine and safe for people to slather on their skin and it's this weird like religious adherence to science or whatever and that's great if you are an actual you know scientist that is you know you always stick to hypothesis you only look at the evidence but unfortunately you know there aren't many of that and when you adhere to science on the whole and that anything that goes through a study is therefore safe and effective forever no vaccines whatever you know theories and studies get recalled all the time as well so it's this changing process but if you think that benzene is safe what about the 15 other things that are in the sunscreen that i'm sure that they you know benzene is the one that gets shown to be caused to cause cancer and then gets enough public traction to get the awareness for people to say to the fda hey uh my kid has cancer from this benzene you know what about the 15 other chemicals that are in it they're going to fuck your body up in ways that you just don't know how and that's kind of where i come at it from in terms of what products I use and what I put on or in my body is that we haven't had sunscreen around, you know, people are profiting off the sunscreen and cancer rights, skin cancer rates are increasing. You know, it's, it's the reverse logic that I always try and explain to people. Like my dad, I'll lay out in the sun. He'd be like, Oh, you think you're so healthy, but you get the the biggest dose of UV damage known to cause cancer every single day. And I'm like, right. yes, yes, but the sun doesn't cause cancer and it just doesn't compute it in his head because, you know, I get the prevailing narrative, and I used to think this as right. well as a young kid, is that, you know, the sun, the sun does cause cancer and it's so insidious that they are able to, through these awareness and propaganda campaigns, is essentially what they are, um tv advertisements pharmaceutical ads saying that like this is good for you you got to use it um this natural thing that we've been using for ages is bad and and it's bad for you and you get cancer from it and that to me just logically doesn't make sense at all and that's where we're at right insidious is the perfect word and it's it's kind of like the whole raw milk thing like people are like oh that's so dangerous that's why they made it illegal um and but like if you research it they started pasteurizing milk to kill the bacteria so that it would they would be able to mass produce it and sell it in grocery stores so it goes back to the whole this was a profit thing yeah so that you know milk brands could not wouldn't be as worried about being liable for like a a bacterial infection or like listeria or something but we drink raw milk are in for hundreds of years and like countries have survived off of it and all of a sudden we villainize it yeah. and then 
years later, we realized, oh, actually, pasteurized milk is a completely dead product. There's nothing alive in it. Yeah. Your body can't process it. And now everyone's lactose intolerant. Yeah. So, like, it is so insidious. Like, like they really did convince us that the sun is toxic and poisonous to human bodies when, like... <laughs> It, that actually blows my mind, the concept of that. It's so, so hard to believe. But if you are just kind of indoctrinated into it your whole life without questioning, you just continue not to question it. And there are so many things like that, so many beliefs that you have to be conscious of that, you know, what you thought was um, sacred knowledge that was just found and unquestionable that all things that you just even kind of assumed were right were wrong. And that's about growth in general. And I find myself realizing that every few weeks with something that, you know, I read about nutrition or, you know, lifting or something where it's like this constant change of knowledge and development of knowledge. And I think we've just regressed so much in today's, you know, diet and food. So there's the raw milk thing. It's illegal, literally illegal to sell milk that hasn't been pasteurized, you know, not every small dairy farmer is gonna be able to afford the machinery for that. So I assume that's another way for them to, to price out people that are selling milk so that only the big companies can do it. Um, but yeah, the lactose intolerance is an interesting one. And I don't even think it's like, you're not intolerant to lactose, you're intolerant to this dead sugar source which has been yeah. sitting on the fridge for, you know, a long time. And it's been likely injected with, you know, other preservatives and things. So it doesn't go off on the shelf. That's what you're intolerant to. And you're intolerant to processed foods and you're, in, you're not gluten intolerant. You're just intolerant to these disgusting approximations of bread that, you know, don't deserve the same yes. names. And, you know, it's, it, it's more so like if I had to, had to put a label on it's like something process where humans have gone in and tried to make it better we inevitably make it worse (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately we always mess it up it's so it's so bad and the the bacteria like in um in raw milk actually like sent me on this whole journey like i'm obviously really passionate about regenerative agriculture and like the health of our soil and um like studying soil and ethnobotany like we've depleted so much of our soil and when they actually spray pesticides they're not even actually pesticides they're antibiotics so most people have just Mm. completely sterile bodies because we stopped getting good bacteria and we take like the the amount that they prescribe antibiotics is just absolutely insane and it's really dangerous and so that's why so many people are depressed and like they're just their microbiomes are sterilized and i really truly believe that's why so many people got sick whether with covid or other things their bodies just weren't able to defend them because they're like their stomachs are so sterile and so that's why i'm a huge like eat like drink the raw milk and like play in the dirt and like Mm. be around germs like your body can't survive like at at any other rate and neither can our food so like because there's no good bacteria or like fungi especially our our food almost has no nutrient uptake from the soil so even if people are like feel like they're eating really good their their food is just nutrient deficient because it's not grown in good soil and so yeah it's just the world that we live in we have to constantly like work around the way that it's working right now yeah so it's a it's an uphill battle but i feel like more people especially with people like you bringing light to it it's you know we'll we'll win one day yeah well it's a constant process and you know what goes up must come down and vice versa eventually. And I guess now it's just like, eat organic foods whenever possible um, as a rule and grow your own food. And I'm not doing that yet. Um, I haven't got the land appropriate, but I know that that's kind of like the future, especially 
with, you know, if you just want to think about your health, um, then of course that's number one. Anything you grow, you're going to be aware of what's going in it or on it. Um, but also just the fact that, you know, longer term with these cyber pandemics and supply chain disruptions, oh, whoops, now you can only get your food from the supermarket, which our buddies own and all the, all the brands inside are, are big companies as well. And oh, whoops, you can only come inside here if you have the vaccine. So I think it is a, a, a side of, and I look, I, all this stuff, I wish I'm wrong. I wish I'm the biggest idiot on the planet and none of this stuff will come to pass, you know, but I just, yeah. I see where the wind is blowing. And when you have these people on Twitter that I know, who predicted all the stuff that's happening now, a year ago, they were telling me it was gonna happen. So I'm like, okay, there's obviously something to this and there's more to be aware of kind of behind the scenes rather than the smoke screen of COVID at the moment. Um, and one of these things is I think going to be the supply chain distribution um, interruption and you know your access to larger food services, banking services, um, yeah. all the things which you need to participate in society will kind of be eventually, I think, phased out for people that don't fit the mold of what most current Western governments are pushing, which is, you know, the man mandatory vaccines. Right. I actually, I saw that Australia had some uh, protests this week and the mm. way that like the media um, covered it was so uh, just disheartening because they just are calling everyone that protests absolutely insane. Yeah, um, and it's, it's so sad. And like they send like, you know, police to break it up. Like they're just absolutely like domestic terrorists or something. And it's, mm. it just keeps, it just scares people. And it's the whole divide and conquer thing where you make neighbor afraid of neighbor and, mm. you know, like just kind of putting like unvaccinated people in this, like, you know, these are untouchable people and they're yeah. selfish and it's just, uh, it is well, very scary. So there's a couple of things that it's like, <clears throat> if you understand anything about, about biology, you know that the antibiotics or something that protects against disease is the selective pressure that creates new variants, should we say. So anyone that's vaccinated is actually the ones that are more of a selective pressure. Obviously something will mutate regardless sometimes, but if, if, right. if there's a more selective pressure for the people that have been vaccinated for this thing to, you know, change and develop and something else. And who knows if like, I don't even think that they're fucking testing specifically for variants. They're just calling it something else. And even then, how fucking real is it, you know? I find myself like, you know, you logically analyze one part of it and then realize that that whole thing is based on a lie. So it's like, okay, I don't know, but let's assume that the Delta variant is real. You know, that's created from uh, the vaccine and the leaky vaccine isn't going to completely wipe it out if it does work at all, which I don't think it does. I don't you know, think it does either. It's very new. Again, going back to what we were saying before, it's like, you don't know, really, you did this. They're literally still testing it now. If you look at FDA approval, it's still in its um testing stage trial stage so if you want to sign up for something you know experimental which they have no liability for by the way then go go wild man but i'm not doing that right and right. like like antibiotics will you know it's the whole thing is like because we're over prescribing antibiotics um so much and the doses that we're having them is one you're killing the good bacteria as well but two is you eventually create these super bacteria if that's real as well <laughs> you know that's another assumption i'm making yeah they know that you know there's going to be these super bacterias that uh end up killing everyone don't know if that's also a you know a, a lighter kind of cell antibacterial wipes or whatever but you know it's it, it's the natural herd immunity and supporting your immune system the natural ways um is always going to be the best case scenario to get out of this. But then, of course, you can't look at this whole situation from the logical, like, yes, we're just trying to get the best 
action against this virus because that's not, you know, it's not good versus evil and everyone's just doing their best to try and fight this virus down. Like it's not that kind of situation, unfortunately. Right. And did you see they did, uh, they're not allowing the, the PCR tests anymore because they came mm. out and said that it can't tell between COVID and the actual flu. So every number that we've ever been told or that's yeah. been reported on the news could have been flu. And so we shut down the entire world. People lost their jobs, all of this stuff for like an absolute bullshit test that people yep. said was bullshit from the beginning. Yep. And so we just keep end up being like, oh my gosh, we were like blocked or banned. And then we ended up being right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exhausting the at this point. Ugh, it is exhausting. <laughs> well, because yeah. yeah, now all those numbers were completely inflated. And I don't know how they're gonna test the new variants either. And there's gonna be new variants forever is what I'm thinking not to be like doomsday, but I like can't imagine the world all of a sudden just being like, oh, everything's gone, everything's fine. Like it's just gonna be one thing yeah. after the next, unless there's mass non-compliance, to be honest. Yeah, yeah 100%. That's the only way out of this thing. It's like, we, we now know that it's not just two weeks. You know, that's that's what it started as. Right. The goalposts move every time you take a step back and you allow your rights to be infringed, your freedom to be lowered. And the only way that that stops is if people just go, oh, I'm going to ignore that from now on. You know, I'm just going to open my shop, live my life, go where I want, do what I want, and I'm not going to wear this fucking bit of cloth on my face anymore. And as soon as the, the yeah. tipping point of people gets to 51 percent i'm hoping that that you know that's the when it gets exponential mass and enough people are i'm sure it won't even need that like if you know a quarter of the population just say nah fuck this then they can't police everyone they can't lock everyone up and that's what the annoying thing about all this is is like i don't know whether it's it's mostly fear of course like fear being the ruling thing of don't break the rules you can find or people will shun you um and you know that's the being kicked out from the tribe and made to look silly or a social outcast is why people comply with the rules. And that's why the news also says, you know, most people agree with lockdowns and they have these bullshit polls to try and brainwash you to think that more people agree with them that don't. But it's all a mirage. Mm -hmm. And all of the stats, all of the case numbers, everything that they say, as we know, like a few months after the fact, oh, that was bullshit. Oh, that was bullshit. It's, it's all fake. bullshit. Everything's fake. <laughs> it's, it, it's wild. It is so, uh, right. Like, it's just like constant Twilight Zone where I, every single thing that I hear, I'm like, there's absolutely no way that mm. all of these people, like, even where I live, I live in, in Austin, Texas, and our mayor was like, they put us back onto this. It's not a full lockdown, but he was like, everyone should do masks again. Um, restaurants have a right to refuse you if like you're not wearing a mask or if you're not vaccinated and the whole city just was like oh they said it so okay you can't go anywhere without a mask anymore just because someone on the news recommended it and scared yeah. people about the delta virus so, so it now I'm back like, to masks yes and I'm like okay. how are people not so <laughs> tired like yeah. it's been almost two years at this point and I can't comprehend people just being like okay I will continue to do whatever my government says because I'm scared and because I want to be a, a good citizen I'm like you've got to hit a breaking point at some point mm -hmm. I like me personally I'm like there's no way like I'm not wearing a mask anymore I'm not going to get vaccinated I'm not doing any of this shit and I'm going to live a normal <laughs> life yeah, yeah. so I just, I don't know how well that's going to work out, but yeah. hopefully Well, the other, the other thing about the Delta variant is, variant is the messaging is now the highly contagious Delta variant. <clears throat> and it's yeah. very useful for their messaging because the more contagious something is, the more cases you have. And uh, I mean, they're probably fake, let's be real, but let's say, let's assume they're real. The more cases you have, the higher numbers you can put on the news and on the TV and hopefully scare more people. Now, 
as a virus, biologically, if it kills the host, it's going to spread to less people. So the less dangerous that a virus is, the more contagious it becomes, right? There are viruses that most people would have had and not realized they had it because they were, you know, just uh, not very deadly or just kind of herd immunity. You don't, you know, viruses have existed with us for, you know, the whole human society. And there are many, many that you have in your body which you never realize exist because your body just clears it out, doesn't affect you. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. the other thing is that I, I definitely think that if COVID is real to the degree they're saying, it was in our societies and our hospitals weren't overwhelmed with that. If you think about like a few weeks before they realized like this thing was here, it must have already been around the globe. And they're seeing that with like sewer samples in China and America before, you know, months, six months before the pandemic begun. That must have, you know, people didn't just suddenly start traveling from China one day and then it's all kind of spread everywhere. But it's, 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 (laughs) I find myself explaining these things and logically like going through the, the, the steps. But I feel like at this point, is there going to be anyone listening here that's like, you know what, Sobra has a good point. I'm going to now change my opinion from this is all bullshit to, sorry, this is all real to this is all bullshit. But it's, I guess it's important to put the information out so people can, you know, really be sure that this, all of this stuff is garbage and then hopefully be able to explain to other people and change minds because that's the only way out of it really. Exactly. And, and you are like, you're, you you make people ask questions which is kind of all that we can do mm. and it's and i it can be obviously it's so frustrating i mean like talking to like your dad about sunscreen or me talking to my best friend about the vaccine it's so difficult seeing people that you love and care about just um unwilling to change their thought process but they're thinking the same thing about us so it's this constant like who's gonna give in first and it it can be so tiring but even for the sake of history I mean one day like if we look down the road 20 years from now people are going to research this and say there were actually people speaking about this that knew it was all bullshit that like were trying to wake people up and they were silenced and they were kicked off of social media and it'll be it'll be in history books one day maybe unless like there's the current regime is still operating but i think if enough people are speaking i mean they can't silence everyone they really cannot yeah well it depends it's like i'm sure there are historical events that we've read about that yeah, these guys are the good guys and they went in and invaded this country because of a horrible regime there when actually, you know, they were the invading force and they killed lots of people. But you never hear about that because True. the people that won are going to write the books that you read it. So, you know, History I think, is uh, so fake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. So like, we have really no idea what happened. Even World War Two, there's some very interesting things like quotes from generals that like who knows exactly what happened who knows how many people died like it's impossible to say you're taking people's word for it and it's like if you read something in a book that was written by someone 200 years ago and you take that as the exact fact because even if they are trying their best to remember things you know the human mind the human memory is not infallible and so you're always going to get historical inaccuracies and for that reason it's like once you realize that you can't let the tool of like people use your people's history against you to like beat you down and say oh because this person did this 200 years ago we have to do this now and if you disagree you're a bad person and they use it as this you know weapon against you and when you realize that all of that shit was you know who knows if it's real you're taking someone's word for it that no longer becomes like this immutable fact that can thus be used against you and your interests now. Exactly. <laughs> it's like even I just started reading this um, this book about how obviously everybody's like, oh, you should feel oppressed, like as a Native American. Oh. 
we white man came over and just stole your land and so you have to feel just like jaded and oppressed your whole your whole life and i'm like reading this book about the the comanches here and how they i mean they absolutely kicked ass it was awesome but you didn't hear about that in school it's always just the like a victim mindset thing which is I, I think the state of every country right now like it's like how oppressed can i be to get what i want and it's the most annoying shit <laughs> like yeah. i've ever seen yeah i mean but most 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 people and most tribes and most peoples have done some hectic shit in the past and that's you know that's the nature of humans and what we can do is now try and be as good to each other as possible and help each other out and you know not pillage the other villages around and not bomb people for oil and things like that things uh, other yeah. morally dubious things like that <laughs> Who knows? Right. <clears throat> Which is cool. That's one of my favorite things like that. Um, like about your message and your platform is just like rising above the occasion and rising above all of the nonsense. And um, I think that's really awesome. Which I was going to ask, you probably talked about this on a, on a podcast before or online, but how did you get like health pilled and start like what started your whole <laughs> health journey well my my parents always um advocated to me healthy eating and ate pretty good um growing up so that was probably where it, it spawned but you know it's probably lifting is the main thing is <clears throat> as a guy when you're lifting you want to figure out what you need to eat in order to maximize muscle growth. So you're obviously like you do your customary research, realize what the biggest guys are eating, and then you see that they're eating only healthy foods because it has an impact on muscle quality, uh, the amount of fat that you hold on your body, uh, you, just how you feel in general, and how you can perform. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to eat shit anymore. Like it wasn't it wasn't this hard thing that I grinded at and you know it's people people have this idea that you know I've got to cheat on my diet and it's hard to eat healthy like no dude if you're you're choosing what to pick out of the supermarket to cook each day that's not a hard process and if you can choose something that's going to give you the most energy and make you look the best and feel the best just do that there's there's no argument there's no like big struggle where you have to get those fucking processed lollies and buy them each time and then you stuff your face at night or have some ice cream ice cream not itself being bad but you know processed ice cream with pasteurized yeah. milk is but it's, it's it was just a no-brainer for me to be like okay well i'm gonna eat this and then when i study human biology and then when you realize like all of the different processes in the body and how everything relates to that and also just wanting to be healthy myself and feel the best and have the most energy. And, you know, it's just a, a slow process and I'm sure I'll be learning stuff until I die about it all. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. I like hearing people's origin stories. What um, was yours? Have you just... always had the opinions you have? Um, I've had them for a couple years, but I had, I actually... It's probably been six years now, but I got really sick and I got um, super underweight and I was having crazy panic attacks, like just left and right. And it affected me being able to work and um, like my hair was falling out. It was horrible and I couldn't figure out what was happening, but I knew I wasn't having panic attacks because I was like, like actually having anxiety. I could tell that it was something in my body like it was something physical and it wasn't a mental thing and so I went to the doctor and like I know that most doctors really do want to help you but obviously we know that a lot of doctors are trained how to prescribe you something to cover up a symptom instead of figuring out what's actually really wrong with you so I saw this doctor and she was like okay you're really underweight we got to figure out what's wrong and so she does all my tests and she says 
Um, I don't see anything like super abnormal, so I'm just going to give you um, Zoloft, which is a depression <laughs> medicine. And then she gave me Xanax, which is one of the most addictive oh, yeah. drugs that you can give someone. And so I'm like, I know in her head, she's probably just trying to help me like not have a panic attack and like be able to work. And um, so I didn't know what else to do, but I, I took it. because I was like, okay, my doctor gave me this. It shouldn't kill me or something. <laughs> so I started taking it. And I just knew, like, I've always had that mind body and that just like spiritual connection to myself. Um, yes, I knew that my body didn't need this and yeah. it didn't want it. And so I took Xanax for like two weeks and I was like, okay, I see why people take this because it completely turned you into a fucking zombie. I mean, mm. you have no, you have no emotion. You feel absolutely nothing. And I was like, I started just praying about it. And I was like, I, this is not right. I'm going to figure this out. So I went on this whole just like study of um, herbs and plants. And I came across this herb called an adaptogen. And it's uh, it's called Tulsi holy basil. And I just, I oh, felt yeah. so drawn to it. And I, I can't explain it, but I immediately went and I went to Whole Foods and I got these like herb capsules of holy basil and I, I'd never taken adaptogens before mm. I took it and I could tell that my body received it in a way that was like kind of profound for me yeah it helped me immediately and so I took it for like a couple weeks and I got better so fast because it was my thyroid it was just out of balance because yeah. I was in just like a super stressful life situation so once I took that one adaptogen and I was like why are doctors not telling people to take stuff that would benefit their body and not have them on this like addiction um like pathway for the rest of their lives so i got super jaded just from like the medical system and i figured out all of these ways to heal myself and so i was able to heal myself with herbs and that's what sparked my entire like okay this is what i want to do this is what i want to like I want to help other people that have these issues and especially when it comes to women like getting off fucking birth control oh, like the yeah. of what that does to women and like depletes their bodies completely of just basically everything that you need yeah. so that's what kind of became my like health and wellness platform and mission was like getting women off birth control and helping them rebalance their hormones by taking yeah. like vitex or um any sort of adaptogen um probiotics all of the good stuff that your body needs and it's been so cool to see girls close to me be like i had absolutely like i lost all this weight or like i actually have a sex drive again or mm -hmm. like i don't have acne anymore it's so cool how like we have all of these plants like thousands and thousands and they all serve a specific purpose and healing and it's just the coolest shit yeah, ever i agree i mean i i have a, a kind of manual and you can search it by index oh you've got this oh there's five different herbs for it and it's so interesting that we've been able to one that they even exist it's literally like nature's medicine and that we've been able to pinpoint them they have specific actions like i remember when i took i have these tinctures and holly basil is one of them and yeah. it says for emotional release and i remember taking it just in some water and then the rest of the day i was like really not emotional but just like i could feel that energy be able to be tapped into so much more readily and that could be very healing for a lot of people i'm sure and the fact that a herb can do that too i mean Obviously, people use herbs, smoke weed, that makes you hide the different psychedelics and things, but there is so much benefit in the natural world that's obviously going to be better than the pharmaceutical equivalent of it um, and, you know, present in its natural forms. What, what other things are, uh, speaking about the pills, probably one of the biggest things that I like to tell the girls as well is that it's, it's poison, the people that are selling it to you are making you infertile and they're laughing about the population growth, uh, population decline of the West on the whole. Uh, that's one side of it. Yeah. But the other side of it is that it's creating these zombies. And going back to before with 35% of middle-aged women are on Xanax. And so yes. 
Like, that's insane. Xanax and wine is like the default, and that makes a, like you said, zombie that is going to unquestioningly accept uh, anything that's on the TV and not think twice about that as well. So I think it, it really is this combination of the societal health has become so bad that you can't focus on whether or not the TV is lying to you if you're in horrible pain all the time. Like, that just doesn't happen. And this is why, whether consciously or unconsciously, the powers that be facilitate things that fuck with our health so that we are less powerful and less able to protect ourselves. That's what I think it all, it all fits under that umbrella. And that's what you have to view all of this shit as. That's so true. Like, I haven't even thought of it in that big of a, like, just, oh, that is so incredibly <laughs> true. I mean, everyone is on some sort of, like, mind-numbing prescription. And it's stuff that they think it shouldn't even really be considered a prescription. I mean, girls are told to get on birth control, like, at the age of 15, and they're on it so long that there's even I was just reading studies about women that are on birth control for over 10 years some like it they eventually stop being attracted to men it makes them attracted to females because they lose those like those hormones in their body that they're Mm. designed to have to procreate and it's just on top of that they're on thyroid medication and then women get prescribed antibiotics so much more than men um and i'm not sure why but like they go for like a uti or a yeast infection or something and they they take one round of antibiotics can increases your risk for depression by up to 50 percent and that's just one round and most women take three rounds of antibiotics a year and so then they're on of course xanax and zoloft and so it is a bunch of literal zombies yeah. <laughs> walking around yeah. and just like giving each other viruses that they can't handle and it's so <laughs> frustrating <laughs> seriously shutting the world down yeah but well i think a split is coming between the people that take their health seriously and live naturally and zombies that are just kind of sleepwalking into their own slavery. Unfortunately, that's what's happening. Right. But it's good. I, it's a good thing as well. I hope so. I think it will, like, I don't like, obviously, like, the divisive, like, you know, the country's needing, like, a divorce. Yeah. But we can't keep living like we can't keep living this way it has to come to like some sort of like climactic point where Mm. people choose which path they're gonna go on and i uh i kind of hope it comes sooner than later because this is getting pretty crazy yeah well whatever happens you always have to go into it and just try and do the best you can you know you're never going to be able to control other people and i think that that's one of the main sources of mental distress is wanting to control other people because if I could just control him and, and what he's doing and the choices he's making, then society's going to be better off and we could be out of this thing. And while that's true, you can't control other people, unfortunately. And you can only really do what you're doing, make sure that you're making the right decisions, make yourself better, make yourself more resilient and informed and helping other people and then you have to let go of the need of trying to control others and that can happen you know with a friend who's making a dumb decision with his girlfriend you just want to shake and be like dude like you can't do that she's gonna you know whatever and he has to learn from experience just like everyone has to have their own level of awakening and their own path in this you know, spiritual experience, which is what it is for everyone. Uh, I think on the whole, you know, the collective of humanity is either sleepwalking around and they're going to get taken advantage of, or they're going to realize everything in our society, not everything, but most things have been propped up on a lie. And, you know, that that's one of the silver linings of this thing is that you realize, oh, everything they've been telling us on the news is wrong. And I think that's kind of entered into the mainstream consciousness of a lot of people since 2016 is really when the narrative started to fall apart. It's like, 
most people were red-pilled on the Trump campaign and how the media treated him and they realised they were just making shit up all the time and everything that they kind of were saying about him, they were doing, and then that lifted the veil from a lot of people's eyes. And I think that's, you know, a good thing because a lot of people were happy to just chill, go on their holidays, work, get drunk on the weekends, go to the football game and not worry about, you know, and that's fine. You know, I did the same thing to a degree. Uh, but now when you're locked in your home and you, everywhere you go, you see people wearing masks and all this bullshit, it kind of brings it to the forefront of your mind and you have to grapple with these issues and realize what's going on with our society, what is unhealthy about it and what really have I been doing or neglecting in my own life, uh, which I think is, you know, that's how you have to view this whole thing is that maybe this was always meant to happen and all of this stuff, mm -hmm. even down to the antibiotics and herbicides and pesticides that's in everyone's food, most people weren't aware of that and now you realize it's all kind of linked. All of these big companies, Monsanto, who are, you know, probably one of the more evil corporations in the world and most people don't realize it exists, but Straight up. it's all related. And I think this whole thing is uh, what we all had to go through together, unfortunately, or fortunately. I totally agree. I was, I did not give like two shits about politics <laughs> until um, COVID happened. And I like, you have time to think when you're not, focused on other things in life like when you can't go out and hang out with your friends all the time or I had moved to a brand new city where I didn't know anyone right when lockdown happened here so I kind of was like forced into like questioning my surroundings and what was happening and thankfully my mom was like completely just like eyes open to everything and she she told me everything and when I like I like listened to her talk for an hour and was just like oh my gosh I have been so asleep to yeah. what's happening yeah, yeah. and now that I like had time to you only have time to research which is why most people sure. like uh, the other day I was with friends and they're like everyone's radicalized now and I'm like well what do you really expect to happen when you lock people mm. in their homes they're going to get radicalized like it is there's no other way around it yeah. and so you're you're radicalized one way or another but it's bound to happen and so that's why like people are loud these days like there's people like us like speaking out constantly and being willing to get like kicked off sites because we're passionate about what's happening mm. and like that's so that's the coolest part about the pandemic is it woke so many people up to how corrupt the entire system is <laughs> yeah and I think you have to rather than focusing on and directing your energy to this old thing you have to focus your all of your energy on building the new and that's the only way that i think we're going to get a positive result out of this is the old system's done it's archaic it's monolithic it's slow it's not adapting it doesn't have your best interests at heart it doesn't help you it's actively draining you through taxes and all the rest of it you know funding your own demise and you know your tax dollars mm -hmm. going to the vaccine by the way to the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> <laughs> so like think about that you are slaving away at your job for them to pay these companies to create something which doesn't do anything hardly or even it's com an, uh, completely unnecessary that they're not liable for and they're becoming billionaires in the process. If that doesn't boil your blood, then nothing will, you know? Go watch your mm -hmm. fucking sports and TV and just get drunk and ignore it. <clears throat> but exactly. you have to focus your energy, and we all do, on building something new, whether that's just living in a different way in whatever way that you can in your current circumstances, eating properly, not you know listening to the news um treating your body right those are the things and the the new belief structures that we can adhere to that when we do stick to those pharmaceutical companies eventually will run out of customers if everyone can take care of their own health and eat healthily and not buy pesticide food gmo food 
then eventually those things die out. But we're just in the transition stage of people being aware and thus when awareness comes, we can do something else that's hopefully going to be better for everyone. I know that it's going to be better for everyone in the long run. I think so too, especially like all of our, you know, just our like our side of Instagram and Twitter, like our our people that we talk to every day, just seeing them um, feel better about themselves and like yeah. getting healthy and and strong. It's so encouraging, and that's just like that's my favorite part. Like yeah. I love getting messages on Instagram where they're like, "Oh my gosh, I did this." parasite cleanse and i i don't have brain fog for the first time in like my entire life like it's yeah. so cool can you speak about like that, that a bit more the parasite cleanse because i've been yeah. thinking of doing the same thing now wondering if i have fucking worms in me <laughs> you do for sure um oh, okay <laughs> the parasite cleanse is my favorite thing to talk about because when i first so I tried to do it originally like a couple years ago and I couldn't finish it because it makes you feel so bad like for a couple days because when you when you do a parasite cleanse typically I tell people to do an herbal cleanse so there's multiple herbs out there that have um parasite killing properties like wormwood and clove and black walnut and so most herbal cleanses will have that in there and I like the herbal cleanses because those herbs also have gut healing properties outside of just killing parasites because like there's a trend on TikTok where people are just eating a ton of papaya seeds uh, and pumpkin seeds and those do kill parasites really well. So those are also an option. But so when you do the parasite cleanse, you want to take a binder with it. So a binder would be like uh, bentonite clay or activated charcoal because when you've had parasites your entire life and they hold on to all of the heavy metals in your body. So they eat heavy metals in your body and they eat mold and they eat toxins. So in some ways, some parasites are good for you. Like you're supposed to have some parasites. But when you kill them, they release all of those toxins back into your body. So that's why you have to take a binder with it. So it grabs onto those toxins so that you pass them. And then um, you feel like shit for a couple of days because you're just, you're killing stuff that's been in your body for so many years. But it's crazy because when you pass them, like, I remember the first time I passed worms, which it freaks people out because they're like, am I going to see worms? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, you will literally see worms. It's going to freak you out. <laughs> right. It's so, I screamed the first time. I was like, what the fuck is that? I literally was so terrified. But it was so weird because Ugh. I looked in the mirror and like my pupils like were like dilated and I swear I could see better. It was mm. so weird. Um, and it was kind of like a spiritual thing too. And I've had friends do it where they cry after because like, I mean, if you think about your body, they're holding on to heavy metals. They hold, they are holding on to stuff that's been in your body your entire life and think how many emotions yeah. you've gone through in your entire life. And so um, it's really emotional for people. Sometimes people cry. Sometimes people like it's this insane relief feeling of like, mm. I just got like almost like a demon out of my body that's yeah. been there forever. And so I just, I think it's so beneficial to just reset your body and get all of those toxins out. And so you get all the worms out and I do coffee enemas, which freaks most people out. They're like, what? I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to put coffee like up my butt, but <laughs> it gets worms out so much better and then it's also an amazing liver cleanse and detox so yeah. they originally made coffee enemas to be a um a cancer treatment and it was really successful um and it's super easy i actually have a highlight on it on my instagram but it's just a part of like what i do to be healthy but another cool thing is a, a lot of people said um uh, Dr. Benjamin Braddock, actually, uh, ivermectin, like the forbidden word, it's a parasite killer. And yeah. that's been super beneficial in healing people of COVID. Mm. And so I like sometimes wonder if that, because I've never had COVID ever, 
And all of my friends that have done the parasite cleanse also haven't either. And so I've been kind of researching, thinking like if your body is so detoxing away from these parasites that you can be somewhat protected from this. Yeah. Um, but either way, I think you should do it. I think if you get past, there's like three days where your brain fog is just like banging. Like you are mm. going to be like, what is up? What am I doing? And then on this like fourth day, you wake up and you feel like a million bucks and it is so worth it. Um, so what do people do if they want to do just, it? What's the protocol that you recommend? So I took an herbal cleanse called Intestine Pro. And I, I researched before because all the products in this were non-GMO. And there's they also had, besides the, the wormwood, the black walnut, and the clove, they also put papaya and pumpkin seeds in it. So pumpkin seeds are like especially geared towards uh, killing tapeworms, which most people have, they just don't know. Um, So you take that, you take three pills a day, and then you take charcoal at night. So you can't take the charcoal. Yes, absolutely. Keep your normal diet. I did, I think I juiced more than normal. um, And I made a bunch of smoothings and stuff that was good for my gut, like a lot of bananas and um, coconut milk and, uh, I, I didn't eat any pork and I ate less meat when I was doing it just because parasites, that's like one of their favorite things. Not that it's bad. I'm like a huge carnivore, but, um, I just, I did mostly juicing. I tried to do a little bit more detoxing and, um, it's just awesome. And there's uh, you can buy activated charcoal capsules. They're almost at every store. And then most stores will have um, their own maybe brand of a parasite cleanse. Um, so there's just those certain herbs to look for. So the wormwood, the black walnut, and the clove. And then if you don't want to do an herbal cleanse, again, you can just do a ton of papaya seeds and pumpkin seeds. But you're supposed to do it for about two to three weeks. And then um, I just always tell people don't take the charcoal at the exact same time as the herb capsules because the charcoal just will absorb everything that you're taking. So you have to take it at night away from anything. Um, And then, yeah, and then you just feel amazing. And I do, I do an herbal cleanse like once a year. So it's not something that you do all the time. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's awesome. Like I, anytime somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, what's the first step that I should do? I'm like, okay, we should do a a parasite cleanse, but you want to make sure that your, your liver is operating really well because it's doing most of the work and same with your kidneys. So I would take like, uh, I took the ancestral supplement, uh, liver pills, or if you have raw liver, that's even better. And then, um, milk thistle and then do the cleanse. And it's just, it's badass. I think it's awesome. Yeah, no, I I think I'm definitely going to have it. I think I've taken herbal guardian, parasite guardian from, uh, bio-optimizers before, but not consecutively. And hopefully there are some little critters inside me that I can get rid of and access a, a new level of, uh, performance. Oh yeah, 100%. Keep me posted because yeah, I, I it's my favorite thing. Every time someone does it and then after they're like, "Oh my gosh, that was like <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's so cool." But especially people with uh parasites look, cause a lot of skin problems. So if people have like really dry skin or um like rashes, it it's mm. I'm always like that's probably a parasite if it's not gluten intolerance. Um, and that's what I started because my skin got so dry and it was so unlike me. And the second I did the parasite cleanse, my skin went right back to normal. So especially anyone with struggling with that is really good for them to do. Awesome. Well, Mel, I think that'll do us. Uh, can I just thank you for sharing your wisdom and for joining me on the Soulcast this time? First female guest. And I think it's uh, been really good. We're speaking to the female listeners as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I didn't even know. But no, uh, thank you so much like for having me on. I think um, you've been a huge influence and you're always so helpful whenever I have questions about um, just anything. So I'm thankful for your friendship and your health guidance. And my pleasure. hopefully we'll do it again soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, if people want to access your profiles, uh, what do you use names on things? Where can they find you? 
Um, on Instagram, I'm Tiger Lily Harvest. And on Twitter, I'm Yoga Respector, <laughs> which hopefully I'll be on Twitter for a little bit longer. Hopefully they don't catch me. But um, yes, Tiger Lily Harvest on Instagram and uh, Yoga Respector on Twitter. Amazing. Okay. Well, that'll do us. Thank you for listening. Uh, see you next time. Thanks all.